What's happening folks, welcome to McDermott Park at Finnish St Johnston 1 Celtic 3, I've got Darren and Callum with me to go over it, Darren a really important three points, um, given where the performances have been recently, would you make that one today? Another tail of two halves, is that how you kind of really say it? I suppose we'll start with the first half, get out of the way, awful, absolutely awful, I thought actually the first five minutes wasn't too bad, I thought we actually looked up for the game, which has been a change on you know the Motherwell and Lazio midweek, so I thought I actually had a good feeling about it. Boy, was I wrong. Once the game settled, I thought we just looked poor. Mm. Midfield, we were getting bullied. In the final third, it just looked stale, optionless. No movement, no overlapping for the fullbacks. The wingers just took the safe option, didn't want to get the byline, just cutting inside. And even that, that there was just Kyogo was deprived of service. I actually forgot he was playing at some point. I kind of feel bad for him at times, but that's just the way the system works. Well, I know we've got key wingers out, and he's just going to have to ride that out, unfortunately. But even St Johnston getting the goal. I'll, I'll come back to Joe Hart in the end because I'm going to give him a bit of stick for that. That's St Johnston's goal. Joe Hart, he was, he was complaining to the ref it was a foul. From where I've not seen it back, but from where we were sitting, none of us thought it was a foul. Just thought it was a weak goalkeeper mm. from Joe Hart. And then you're kind of wanting a reaction from Celtic. It was quite the opposite. Again, just trying to pass, pass, pass. Like five yard passes to like the next player. Not not trying to stretch a play, just stale, slow, stuff like that. Get in at half time and I thought that the fans around us, it was, it was toxic. Mm. It was very toxic, and rightfully so. The team were poor. But, to be fair, good reaction for the second half. It, it, it wasn't an explosive reaction straight from kick-off, mm. but, you know, you can you could tell we had the momentum. That It was just, it was camped in St Johnston's goal, and luckily, Cal McGregor was a terrific finish from from a ball in, like a ricochet. Mm. And, you know, Cal McGregor, it, it didn't have, a, in fact, it did a really, really poor first half, but... That's what a captain does, he gets you back in the game, he does these moments and you could tell just once it got to one each that the momentum was with us, the crowd were behind us and then thankfully we com- we say comfortably because it was 3-1, Joe Hart, what a save at the end, three wow. points saved us, keeps that ball, terrific save we got with Parton scoring 3-1, so yep, uh, delighted to win but still a few, still work to do, still work to do mate, 100%. Aye, still work to do Callum, I think no doubt we got a better response in the second half. Eventually, I think Mikey Johnson helped us coming on. Uh, Yang, another really poor outing for him. I think with the situation with the wingers right now, it's, it's a big talking point. Um, obviously, Forrest and, and Johnston have been here for a long time and we're unsure about their ability to contribute consistently long-term, but I think Johnston's impact in the game today, you'd back him to start instead of Yang on, on Wednesday against Hibs, but he had a good impact in the game. Oh, had a good impact on the game. And... I know we go ahead through two moments, moments of brilliance rather than the performance turning into something scintillating, but but we had to fight and we scored two brilliant, brilliant goals. Look, Talon's pretty much covered everything so we can just go up the road, <laughs> to be fair, but look, first half, I thought the first 15 minutes, I thought we were actually all right, without mm. really testing the goalkeeper too much, but I didn't think St Johnson had anything, they didn't really got the pitch, they just sat back typical Craig Levine style isn't it it's horrible to watch and no wonder because if you look at the, the home end it's it's half empty so fans don't want to come and watch that type of football um, and we had to, to watch a team that just sat back and look I'm super emotional in the 90 minutes but when you come out and you reflect on it obviously it's just finished but reflecting on it now it's a tough game to have when you consider the weather coming back from obviously um, Lazio and Rome 
was it was that was, was it was tough and I mean I don't think it was as cold in Rome uh, on on Tuesday night as no. it was this year. So <laughs> that's a bit of a shock for the players and it does take a wee while to get ready. St Johnston get a goal at absolutely nothing and look it is poor for Joe Hart. It's in fact it's I think O'Reilly before before I know Joe Hart can do much better, but I think O'Reilly gets a foot on it. Uh, but he just kinda kicks it up in the air and then the pressure's on Joe Hart and he just can't look, deal with it. Paul the reality is this team are weak. They are and that's not me being mean or horrible saying something that no every other fan knows we are weak. We, we're not a physical side defensively it's set pieces Aye, and, and then even our centre backs they're not the tallest so we've not even got somebody in there like the, in, in the past you'd maybe like somebody like a Van Dyke. I know that's extreme but you'd have him you know he's just going to put his head on it he's going to be the one that he's going to be free and just goes for the ball we don't really have that Celtic do and maybe Vickers is the only one again don't even think he's over six foot so we have an issue uh, with that and it needs to get kind of sorted in, in January because every team now are taking corners and piling everybody into it's the six yard box yeah. and it's and it's it's hurting Celtic and that's where the goal comes from. It's an absolute mess. We got into half time and I and Darren touched on it, it was a bit toxic. Um it just didn't feel great. And we know there's pressure on today's game because we've not been in a great in a great um in a great moment or momentum really. It's kind of stop start yeah. from the start of the season, let's be honest, it is. Um, so we've not had a right good run at it. Second half go uh, first fifty minutes again, not great. Obviously, he makes the substitute with Mikey Johnson. And look, credit to Mikey because mm. he's been at the club for a long time. He's now twenty-four years old. He should be ready. He should be here every week and playing it if he's good enough for Celtic. And the reality is, he probably isn't because he's been here that long and still doesn't start games. Yang's starting ahead of him, mm. so that tells you where he is in the pecking order. But by today and onwards, for me, Mikey's ahead of Yang because Yang was just honestly like a deer in headlights. He didn't know where to go. His first touch, crossing balls, getting caught offside so many times. That is so poor and you do not need that on a pitch like that when it's not the greatest of pitches. It's cold. It's just, it's not great when you've got players that feel the crowd on his back and that's what happened. But credit to Johnson, he came on, he made stuff happen. Again, not in his natural position. Gets played on the right. He obviously prefers playing on the left. Yeah. Um, starts on the right creates a lot and then the first goal takes a real leader to step up mm. in, in a moment where Celtic are really struggling and not really testing the goalkeeper up until that point I don't think he didn't really have much to do Turnbull in the first half had yeah. a shot with his left foot yeah. we had a free kick but it hurt the wall it was poor so we didn't even test the goalie but McGregor strikes is a brilliant strike he keeps it clean low and it's just half volley, and it's right in the corner and it was kind of what Celtic kind of did deserve with, if you're basing the game on possession and stuff like that and having all the ball. St. Johnson, again, didn't have much in the second half against Joe Hart. Um, second goal for O'Reilly. It's a really good bit of play. If my mind takes it back, um, I think it's maybe, is it Johnson? Johnson? And then he plays it into Mikey Johnson. Mikey Johnson. And then Mikey Johnson plays it to Kyogo and Kyogo First plays time. O'Reilly. I think O'Reilly takes a touch with his left, shifts it on his right and he just rockets it. Oh. Top it's a great goal. It's actually probably better than McGregor's. So it's almost like two winning goals. Mm. That's the type of goals that you usually get for a winning type goal. We get two of them. Um, and it kind of got us out of a little bit of a run. I know that's contradicting because we dominated the game, but mm. we didn't do enough with the possession. People will know what I mean by that. And yeah. if you look at in Lazio, we had all the ball at times, but we done nothing with it. Yeah. And that was kind of the same today. And it takes two great strikes. And then the thirds, obviously, um, is, is a great runaway goal for us. But yeah. look, it Joe Hart... Joe Hart was horrendous for the first goal in St John's, but by God, he got his three points with that save at the end because Darren was talking about it, um, doing his cold bridge <laughs> accent, um, talking about like, you just knew a moment was coming for St John's. They had nothing, but you still knew a free kick, a corner, they're going to pile the box in. We're, we're not a tall team, and they had that chance, and Joe Hart thankfully saved us. Aye, it was a brilliant save, uh, Darren. Kept us ahead, and then we literally got right up the other end. The does really well. I think there's a shout for a foul. And everybody's kind of stopped, but Awata gets on it, picks out James Forrest, um, seals the points for us. 
I don't think there's any doubt that we're not playing anywhere near um, the levels we would expect just now, but um, this is something we've been talking about as well. I think we need to get through this period. This period up to Christmas and the New Year, before the winter break, is going to be really difficult because we know the squad's nowhere it should be. We're missing some key players. We're going to have to grind victories out like that. And regardless of how it went, um, it's just important to, to pick up the three points. Well, I, I don't know the exact figure after today. I know Rangers are still playing. Realistically, they're going to pick up three points, so I don't know what the, the maths is. But like you say, like, this is always like the you get the most fixtures in the year. It's a busy time. It's cold. Games like that are going to be hard. So like the main thing is just to get to January. You already, we've all touched on it. We've all touched on it. Loads of injuries, especially to the key areas for me is the wide areas, right? Maeda and Abada, they offer two different things, but they're both crucial. Hmm. Now you get, like say, Yang, who's been thrust into the team. It's probably not Rodgers doesn't want to start Yang. I think we can all agree that. That's why he's getting hooked at half-time. But that's just the position we're in, unfortunately. Mikey Johnson's got to come on. So, and he, Rodgers also made, made no secret that... Well, I think he tried to keep it a secret, but now he's basically been forced to say that hmm. recruitment is needed in January. Let's not beat around the bush. Terrible, terrible summer recruitment, mm. right? We'll blame the board for that. We don't need to get into that today. That's probably a discussion for another day, but we do need to spend a wee bit more when it comes to players. We could talk about that till the sun goes down, but we'll mm. not. Just briefly, we do need some areas of the park. If we're being hypercritical, Greg Taylor, really poor game today. Not to say he's a bad player, he's not a Celtic-level player, but realistically, he can do better. I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, Greg Taylor starts getting targeted for long balls. Mm. He's just not got that physicality. Teams see a weakness, especially in Europe. Teams see a weakness, they'll pounce on it. Stuff like that. And in, in our defensive areas, like you've got Liam Scales there, right? In brilliant form, but is it a long-term solution? Probably not. You've got two centre-backs there who are gone. Like We're, mm. we're on the Rocky and um, Lagabielka. Like, cost a lot of money and they've just not mm. been seen. And then, again, the centre of the park. Hattati's out, big miss. Turnbull one week, hmm. Bernardo one week, home next week. That's not good for consistency. Last season, we could literally predict the starting 11. It, was, it would always be, you know, Moy, Hitati and McGregor, right? Hmm. Or maybe sometimes O'Reilly. Yeah. That was just settled mid midfield three going into every single big game anyway. And you knew that they were going to do a job. Now it's completely different. You, you've got Bernardo playing in Europe, but kind of got a sniff in the league. Hmm. And then um, today you've got um, Turnbull, Turnbull there. You can always rely on Turnbull for a, for a goal, maybe from distance. Mm -hmm. Not the day, obviously, but something. Sometimes he lacks that intensity when the game's flat. Just stuff like that doesn't help. So mm -hmm. try and get through the winter, get to January, and then just go from there. Obviously, a few more pl uh, players will be needed. I think Rogers said he's watched the trim down the squad as well. Mm -hmm. We've got guys in there who are, who are stealing a wage, not many, getting yeah. close to the <laughs> team. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Callum, tough games keep coming. We we'll get Hibs at home during the week, um, but away to Kilmarnock, where we've already had a really a really uh, disappointing defeat this season in the Cup so as I say we just need to grind it out do you think anybody that came on and impacted the game today I've mentioned Johnson already or um, we know Kyogo's maybe struggling to get into the game at the minute or helped us with physicality coming on I think Iwata done well late in the game as well can you see a case for maybe Iwata to start because I think that's a, the problem there is McGregor that's McGregor's position and I think Iwata is suited to the deeper position but do you think he's done enough to maybe get a start? Like when I woke up this morning, I went on my phone, I seen a video of Celtic winning 4-3 at Fir Park a couple of years ago under Rodgers. Do you remember that game? Mm. Um, we went 2-0 down, Louis Moult scored a double. Yeah. The reason I'm talking about that is because McGregor actually gets the first goal in that game. He got 2-1, I don't know if you remember. He plays almost in the 10 row and he does a 1-2, I think it was maybe like Stuart Armstrong. Mm -hmm. But he's really good in that final third. McGregor can play there. Look at his goal. His goal gets us out of trouble Different again. Different stage of his career now though. 
I, I get that, right? But he's, it's not like he's he's not like he's got heavy legs. He gets around the park. He's decent, and especially against St. John's, when you've got all the ball in that area, McGregor's not a weaker person to put up there over somebody like a Turnbull or an O'Reilly. He's just as good, and that's where he gets his goal from. So a lot of can play. The old the old one's really interesting because half the stadium. At Celtic Park probably love him and half probably hate him There's, mm. it's a really fine line between whether he's good enough or not my own opinion is look Celtic are maybe forced to, to overplay at times because they can't go long into Kyogo because the back line of St Johnston are huge and they're winning the ball every time and like, even when Kyogo's chasing balls down defenders are now sticking their arms out elbows out pulling them back like body checking them mm. just to stop them O doesn't take any of that mm. O gives it back where Kyogo can't really give it back so when games are like this, I wasn't surprised when, when O came on because Celtic needed that. And as soon as we got it, Taylor could actually get his head up and then put a ball over, put the ball in between the right back and the centre back of St. John, put it into that dangerous space to allow O to run. And he ends up getting it and he fights with people. So look, certain games require, require certain players. And today was probably one of them where I think O sh- probably should start more games. Now look, at Celtic Park and Wednesday against Hibs, he'll go every day of the week for me. But when you come to hard grounds that are going to be a little bit uh, tough and you might sometimes just need to go along just to get a bit of pressure, always know the worst option to have and I know folk are on his back at times but I thought when he came on, he made a difference to Celtic, um, I thought Mikey Johnston again, I thought he made a difference when he came on as well but is that the reality of where we are and I know it's maybe not the day to talk about it but we were speaking about it coming up in the car and talking about like, a Celtic spend a good bit of money on players, you kind of get what you pay for mm. and if you look at Palmer, three and a half million I think he's been a success so far, he's maybe not the greatest at getting down the line, he likes to come inside a Just lot of the time. Just a bit of variety for me Palmer Aye, time. He's sometimes a little bit um, a one-trick pony at times you know he's coming in but if you look at it like like Jota 6 million you got what you get a bad a three and a half you get goals and assists every season when he plays but when you spend 800k or a million pound on people like Quans and, and like uh, Yangs that's what's going to happen you're going to get games where they're really good and then other games where they go and hide for three, four games and that's that's what's up to the board and Rogers to get right in January. And I know it's difficult to get right in January, but look, we got O'Reilly and we got Hatati for only a million pounds each. So you can get really good players that come into your team straight away and, and hit the ground running. That's what the club are trying to do, but they're getting too many wrong way too often and they need to probably spend a little bit more money just to make that gap a little bit bigger because yeah. if Rogers wants that, then why did he come back if he's not going to get it? Mm. Back him. If, if he's not asking for serious, serious money, 20 million on a player. Yeah. He's asking for four or five million yeah. and it'll improve. Yeah, January's going to continue to be to be a big topic as we move forward, Darren. It's not the easiest game in the world to pick a man in the match, but um, who would it be for you? It's not easy, that's a good question, mate. Um, you know, usually I'll say a player and give like four or five different reasons as to why I picked him, but I'm just going to say Carter Vickers purely because it wasn't awful, really, <laughs> in the first half, especially. like What I thought is Celtic always start from the back, that usually always particularly starts with Carter Vickers. I thought it was a bit of a driving force, especially when we were 1-0 down. Mm. I know it feels strange picking a defender when we won 3-1, but you know, attacking, I thought we were pretty poor the day, despite scoring three goals. Subs obviously changed the game, so you don't tend to pick a sub. Strong case for Mikey Johnson, who only mm. played 45 minutes. I'd definitely look at starting him the next game, but as a game on the whole, I'd say Carter Vickers. Yeah, I'm going to go Mikey Johnson, Callum, Ooh, I think. He's been maligned, obviously, but I think today he makes a positive impact on the game. And even before we get the equaliser, he was starting to get more joy down the side, much more than Yang, getting half a yard, beating his man. We know the end product isn't there consistently. Sometimes it was poor, but it helped us gain a bit of momentum. And I think um, his role uh, in the second goal as well, the we flick down the corner to Kyogo before he lays it into O'Reilly. Some key moments I think he helped us. I'm going Mikey Johnson. Like, I'm probably going to go the worst at all three of them, to be fair. Um, because, look, 
I think McGregor was really, really good in certain moments and terrible in others. So it's really hard not to give him, but it's difficult. But I'm probably going to go for Joe Hart simply for the save because mm. to already make a mistake, it's in his head. To stand there and do absolutely nothing all day in freezing cold and he's just watching, hoping that the team can produce. And I know it's really harsh to not give it to a player when they're the ones are forced to make goals and get us the three points. But that save at the end is good enough for three points. That's what kept the three points. And I know the goals technically hit the three points. But that save is just outstanding because, again, for 90 minutes, he's not had to do a lot. He makes a massive error and it's in his head and he kind of acts kind of like embarrassing for me when he's screaming at the referee. It's a foul, it's a foul. Like, just come out and get the ball and if you can't, make sure you save it when it comes in. But to react and do that type of save, I mean, that could have easily been two each. Mm. It, generally, I thought it was going to be two each as soon as i seen it. So, probably should be a player and Michael Johnson great and Carter Vickers great on the ball as well and defensively but I'm probably going to give it Joe Hart simply for the save because I think it saved us the three points yeah, it was a big moment there you go that's it for full time reaction like comment on, uh, with your own thoughts below don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already we'll see you during the week for the build up to Hibs thank you